everybody and welcome to podcast number five. I can't believe we're at number five already. I really hope you're enjoying them and do remember if you have any comments or suggestions you can email me um, and let me know. My email address is lisa at activelife.uk.com. I'd really love to hear from you with any ideas for future podcasts or comments that you might have or questions. Today's podcast is with two really cool people. Uh, The first person I'm going to speak to is someone called Michael Rattigan. Now he doesn't teach for active life, he actually teaches and coordinates South Edinburgh Council's Staying Steady program. Um, Then we are going to be joined by Michelle who does work with active life and she delivers and coordinates our Keeping Steady program. Now you might think, oh they sound quite similar. Well, They are linked and in this podcast today you will hear a little bit more about how they link together. You're going to find out lots of information about the two programs so do sit back and listen. If you do have any questions or you'd like further information on the Staying Steady program you can contact the team via Southend Council on 01702 215 000 or at gov.uk. If you'd like more information about the Active Life Keeping Steady program, you can call us on 01702 567 327 or email the office at office at activelife.uk.com. I hope you find it interesting. It was really interesting for me to sit and talk to Michael and I found out some things about the program that I didn't know. So enjoy. Hi everybody and welcome to our latest podcast of She's Ready Let's Chat. We're doing a little bit differently today, we're talking to two different people um, but because we're still socially distancing we're going to be doing it in two um bite-sized chunks and we're going to stitch them together. So first of all, I am talking to a gentleman who I haven't met, um, but I've heard lots about and um, we've now spoken on the phone. Um, and that's Michael, Michael Rattigan from South Borough Council and he delivers the Keeping Steady programme. Hi Michael, how are you doing? Hello there Lisa, very nice to speak to you again. Yeah, how are you? How are you managing with this uh, lockdown situation and everything that's going on? Yeah, it's a strange situation. Um, obviously, being somebody who delivers exercise classes out in the community, we're finding things have changed completely for us. Mm. Um, but a good in a way, because originally our scheme was set up for people to come out to do one exercise session a week with us, and then to hopefully exercise possibly twice a week at home on their own. Um, So we previously have had home exercise booklets and DVDs to give out to participants. So to be honest, we've trying to keep the scheme running now as purely just a home based exercise scheme. Um, Whereas previously before they would have come to us once a week. So, yeah, it it is different in a way, but we are still able to keep the program running. That's good. That's really good. So. Staying Steady is your programme and then we've got the Keeping Steady yes. programme which is our programme, I put in inverted commas, they're very much linked. 
do you want to just tell us a little bit about the staying steady program uh, the sort of the postural stability program that you deliver and how it works and who manages it and that kind of thing yeah absolutely so um the the staying steady as it's called um is run by the public health department and um, through the south end borough council um, and our line manager is uh, margaret allen um, and she's from the integrated commissioning team so she's the manager for, for adults um, so basically it's, it's a joint venture again between the NHS the South End CCG and the Borough Council as well mm -hmm. um, so the PSI and um, the, the postural stability instructor um, scheme which we have um, we've done our training with uh, later life training um, which is renowned as world experts in this field mm -hmm. um, and our idea basically is to run a specialist exercise program um, that's supervised with a trained instructor that's also effective but based on evidence-based exercises that are progressive and that can also be tailored to the individual needs of the person themselves. Um, our exercise sessions, they, they provide um, specific assessments. So when people start with us on week one, we, we assess their ability um, halfway through at week 18 and also at week 36 as well. So we're hoping our sessions can help also to provide social opportunities and a support network for the people as well, because we found this also helps to enhance their adherence and the enjoyment. And we think they get great support from one another um, because they're all linked by the, the common objective. Yeah. So you mentioned postural stability there. And I know sometimes in other places and in the past, it's been called falls prevention programs. Yes. Can you just explain a little bit about what postural stability is and, and how it links to inverted commas falls prevention? Yeah, so the, the, the postural stability itself um, is a specific program. Um, so what we have is based upon the later life training, we have um, a three-point tailored plan that we run with people. Um, and that's done in three phases. So phase one is generally considered the skilling up phase, mm -hmm. where basically we take people and we start them off with a couple of weeks of seated exercise. Um, then we advance this over the next couple of weeks, um, basically to more standing exercises. Um, around about week 12 or so, ours changes into what we call training gains. Um, so basically that becomes mainly standing exercises right. um, and a lot more movement. So we'll be doing what's called um, dynamic endurance and dynamic balance, which is basically a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. um, we'll start to add a lot more resistance exercises in. And around about sort of weeks 12 to 33, we're trying to improve people's levels, become more steady and basically to strengthen muscles. Um, because what you'll find, uh, weak leg muscles can account for people being three times more likely to fall. Wow. Um, okay. So rather than just, just based on the falls prevention itself, it's based around that, you know, to, to keep up people's mobility, to mm -hmm. help to strengthen the bones, to help to increase the confidence. Um, then around about phase three, which is where we start to get to the end of our staying steady program, yeah. um, ar around about week 34, um, we cast it as what's called as maintaining the gains. Mm -hmm. 
So basically that's where we can pass people over to, um, and, and at the moment it's obviously the keeping steady sessions run through active life. Yeah. So yeah, ours is um, a little bit of an intermediate program really between somebody who may have come from an occupational therapist or maybe um, a physiotherapist. They might have been doing some rehab exercises with them. Possibly mm -hmm. they could be referred to us to keep that improvement going. And then once they've reached a decent level of exercise, we can then pass them over to the community exercises. Yeah. So it's not just, I think some people have got the, are under the impression that it's just for people that have had a fall. Like, oh, it's not for me. I've not had a fall. I'm fine. But it's not just about people that have fallen already is it it's about preventing and, and creating strength as you say in those leg muscles and the core stability to reduce the risk of falls as well absolutely so um generally speaking most of the people that do come on to um falls prevention or, or psi sessions tend to be people who who've had falls in the past and quite often usually within the 12 months mm. um Generally speaking, if you can prevent somebody from having the first fall, because then they're about 60% more likely to fall again. So wow. it really becomes a knock-on effect when people do actually have a fall. Um, and although they tend to say that age is, is not part of it, so people do tend to fall more often as they get older, but rather than it being down to part of the aging process, it's just down to basically a lack of mobility, a lack of strength, um, a lack of coordination. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a very important thing to try and get in there before mm. people start to fall regular. Yeah. I mean, most of our people will come, possibly had a fall within the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. Virtually all of them will have some fear of falling or be very wary of falling because either they've done it themselves or friends or family have fallen and they've seen the outcome of right, that. Yeah. Um, and most of them will tend to have balance problems. So you'll hear them saying, I feel a little bit wobbly or, or, mm. or sometimes I lose my balance, but I don't quite fall yet. And that's the people that are in that transition phase from, from being a normal, healthy, active adult to possibly slipping down that line a little bit further. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it being um, from that point of view as well. So I suppose there's, there's situations where it might have been, and again, I put inverted commas, younger people that might have been unwell and been in, in bed or in hospital for a, um, a period of time and had some muscle wastage and then not got their strength. And that would be, you know, it might be something that they would look at doing as well. It's not just for older people, again, inverted commas, old people that have had a fall and had a hip replacement or something like that. Yeah, generally speaking, I mean, I mean, most of our participants will, of of course, be of the age group sixty plus. Yeah. Um, and I think the last program that we had just finished in March, um, to be truthful, um, fifty percent of our age group was actually eighty plus. Wow. So, so we did have um, a, a very large number there. Yeah. Um, we did have people in the fifties as well. Um, and often that might be through a, a specific medical condition. So often people might have Parkinson's or MS or have suffered a stroke yeah. and they're very likely to have poor balance as well. Yeah. So that's something that can be actually worked on. Okay. And the, the, the program itself, you said it runs for about 36 weeks. 
weeks? Yeah, so ours is a 36 weeks, which does actually sound quite a long time when we say <laughs> it to people, because um, most of them um, expect, you know, the usual sort of 10 to 12 week program that yeah. a, a lot of places do run. But of course, based on the evidence to, to improve people, particularly the bone strength and to get the best out of the strength and balance, up to 36 weeks is needed. Mm. And we will always reinforce the fact that that 36 weeks is just with us then we would expect them people to continue with the exercises because of course as soon as they stop with the exercises you would lose any of the benefits that you would gain yeah no absolutely absolutely so it's about that encouragement of carrying it on being a lifestyle change that they're continuing their exercise um three times a week um at home or in, in sessions with us Absolutely. So, I mean, the evidence does point to people needing at least 50 hours of the exercise sessions, you know, to, to be of any use. Mm. Um, and often then people will say, well, if you're only doing 36 weeks and your sessions last about an hour of exercise, then that's where we say to them, well, that's the importance then of exercising at home as well yeah. for you to get that more than 50 hours plus in that's been seen to work. Yeah. So we believe our scheme has, has, has helped to support the older people to change their behaviours because that can help them to adhere to a structured exercise, mm. not just at the session, but at home as well. Yeah, and that, no, that's the really important bit. How long has the programme been running in Southend? Because I've known about it for a, a fair few years. Um, I used to work for Southend Borough Council many, many years ago. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious, how long has the, the programme actually been running? So now we've been um, a five-year scheme of, of running the Stain Steady mm -hmm. um, with different types of partners and we've tried it different ways with, with open programmes, closed programmes, programmes running for 12 to 24 weeks and it's, it's, it's basically changed now and morphed into a, a closed programme mm. over 36 weeks and we've, we've found this seems to give more benefit to the individual Although, of course, by having a longer programme, um, you can't take as many people per year. No. But we definitely have found that the, the quality seems to improve, even if the, the quantity of people has, has decreased slightly. Yeah. Does it, um, does it cost anything for the participants to attend? <laughs> yeah un unfortunately we, we do have a cost um yeah. we do call it a nominal cost mm. um of, of two pound wow, per session yeah that's very good um and one of the main reasons lisa was it's often been found that if if you give something to somebody for free they hold it in less value oh. so whereas you put a nominal to the fee choir on here. something <laughs> yeah, they, they do really do tend to sort of see it as um, something a little bit more important if they actually have to pay for it. Yeah. And it probably makes them think just before they're coming on to the scheme, obviously, that if they're going to be paying for something, it must hold more value to them. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we do like to say a nominal fee of, of, of £2 per session. And, and yeah. they only pay for each session that they attend. So if they do miss a session, then they don't need to pay for that session. Yeah. So it's very much like our programme in that you know, we're not held to a, people aren't held to a membership or anything like that. And if they're unwell or they go on holiday for a couple of weeks, they're not being 
charge for their space to be held or anything like that absolutely that does seem to work better doesn't yeah, it? yeah it definitely does and i agree completely that when we've done things in the past that are free they've been very well attended but you know people leave halfway through or they come for a few weeks and then they don't come back again and that you know that level of commitment isn't there whereas even if i mean we're a not-for-profit organization so even just to cover our costs we keep our fees very low but just giving that kind of nominal charge just gives it um, a quality i think people believe it's a, a higher quality they can't think that they they're going to get something of quality for free so even if they have to pay a little bit they hold it in higher regard than if they were paying they not weren't paying and getting exactly the same thing um, they do absolutely and you, you do tend to find don't you that the uh, attendance levels do tend to be quite higher whereas like mm -hmm. you say when, when you run say a free taster session you'll often find that very good attendance to begin with and then a few weeks later it, it has really dropped down yeah well when we do one-off sessions and we we advertise that it's for free um, but we'll say you know can you book your place in advance we'll get loads of people that sign up and you think wow it's going to be absolutely packed and then on the day <laughs> you get half the people you thought and you thought where are all these people but that's just the way yeah, the I, world, I suppose I it's quite difficult for ours as well because we do have the structured program um you know so week to week we do have certain timetables and mm -hmm. you know say basically at week 13 we might be doing specific exercises that we pre-planned so if people are going to be missing four or five weeks of that they would be behind the rest of the group yeah um, and unfortunately with ours being a closed program as well it means that if we sign 16 people up say at the beginning and six people drop out halfway through we're then only left with 10 in the session mm. and because we're so far into the program then we're unable then to fill those spaces yeah. so we we do find that that could be a little bit of a problem mm. um but on the the last one that we ran for the 36 weeks um we did end up with, with quite a good attendance actually a yeah. lot of it became um, above 75 percent Wow, that's very good. Yeah, yeah really pleased with that over 36 weeks. Yeah, because it's, it's a long time for that commitment. It is, people, yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, and we, we started um, at the end of May, beginning of June for most of the sessions. So they did actually all run over um, December and January. So through the festive period and yeah. the bad weather, yeah. um, we still had very good attendance over the winter time as well. Oh, that's fabulous. So where do you do the sessions? Do you, you, do you, you don't do them at the... the council offices do you they're they're out and about where people can access them that's it yeah so um up to march we we did have 11 sessions spread around um the south end area mm -hmm. um and basically you know we would cover places from um from south church in the center out to shoebury and thorpe bay you know all over across to eastwood up to lee area and westcliff yeah. so yeah um, I mean, obviously, things have changed at the moment, whereas we don't provide the sessions in the community. No. So now's been a, a very good opportunity for us to be looking around at different venues, because I presume when we're able to start again, um, we will be having to look at probably larger venues, possibly with with more social distancing. Indeed, yes, that less might people be. at a session. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's something that we're having to consider as well. Is um, different venues and and what venues will reopen um because of either you know staff changes or 
um, you know, community groups that have folded because unfortunately financially yeah. they couldn't continue. So yeah, it's definitely something in the back of our minds about our general classes um, that we need to review where we're going to do it and how we're going to do it in this brave new world that we're going to be entering into. There's something slightly different. I mean, in April time, um, obviously before all, all this situation happened, um, we were planning on opening some of the, on the South End model, some strength and balance classes in the Castle Point and Rochford area as well. Oh, right, yeah. um, so they had previously running strength and balance sessions over there at some venues. Um, and I think because the South End model was working, working very, very well, mm. it was decided to adopt that model as well over in Castle Point and Rochford. So we would have been, I think, starting off with around five or six classes in them areas and wow. probably increasing them as well. So apart from just the 11 in South End, it might even spread over the possibly 17 to 18 sessions encompassing Castle Point and Rochford as well. That's so, amazing. So, and um, people yeah. from those from those boroughs could cross the borough boundaries and go to them. So, if someone from South End wanted to go to Castle Point, that could happen, or vice versa. If it was that's it, I, I, better I day so, for them because... or time or. Yeah, so so depending on the days, the time of the venues. Also, you get people who you know might live in one area, but the GP is in another area anyway. Yeah, so indeed, yeah, yeah we, we tend to find there's there's been a little crossover at boundaries at, at previously. Mm. So I think this could work very very well by having a little bit of partnership working there, yeah. and um, of course then with with active life sessions being in all sorts of these areas as well we've got a lot more scope then for passing people on for follow-on sessions yeah, so absolutely. really i think although it looks a little bit gloomy at the moment i think the future does co look quite bright yeah no absolutely i think that's yeah so true i think we're we're really trying to be positive and we're we're spending a lot like you we're spending a lot of our time planning for what's going to happen once we're allowed out and we can all get back together again and we're definitely looking to the future and hoping that we can do more and we're, we're looking at new sessions and different types of sessions and you touched on it in when you spoke at the beginning about the, the isolation for people at the moment is something that a lot of people are really struggling with that you know everyone's stuck indoors they're not getting to their friends and family as much and um, they're not getting to go out and integrate into the community and that social isolation that our classes address is so important so we've got to find a way of keeping those sessions going and allowing people to come out and socialize as well as be physically active that's at least isn't it because the, the obvious thing is you know we, we do have goals and targets um physically with exercise mm. but one of them was, was always basically to provide social opportunities to people you know, yeah. and, and the mental health, especially, in, in, you know, with it being a mental health awareness week as well, is it is yeah so powerful. I mean, at the moment, we run our home program service, um, whereas if people are joining up with us, they're not allowed to obviously access the venues, but we send them out booklets and leaflets. We, we send them DVDs to follow, and there's, there's links to the classes on the Active Life um, YouTube page as well, yep. which we found has been very, very popular. Um, and we, we just tend to form people once a week and basically you know find out if they've had any falls how they're doing um, are they exercising can we give them any help and support over the phone and, and to be honest um, 
as you said earlier, people are just starting to get to that point now where, where they're getting a little bit down, you know, mm. by being isolated and stuck at home as much. Yeah. So that, that's more the worrying aspect at the moment and how that will affect people long term. Because obviously as well, you know, being stuck at home or more sedentary behaviour, that can accelerate the loss of the performance, the fitness and the health. So mm. long term, we, we could lead to sort of larger groups of older people being less active, mobile, less willing to come out, you yeah. know, less confident. So I, th I think us guys, we're all going to have a really busy time of it. We're going to be rushed off our feet, aren't we? <laughs> But, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm, oh, so am I. So am I. I, can't I don't, wait I don't to get want back people to be, uh, to be upset or, or depressed. But I, yeah, we're all looking forward to getting back to seeing all of our participants and um, yeah, and, and meeting up with everybody and doing some classes and having getting some smiles on some faces will be lovely. It's funny, isn't it? Because that's always one thing you you remember from exercising. So although it, it's it's hard work, it's effort, and you know, exercise should be challenging to mm. help people get the best out of it. Um, but always safe and always effective. But it needs to be fun and enjoyable as well. Oh, and yeah. yeah, that's what you do miss, isn't it? When you're not able to to participate in the session yourself, you miss the fun of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been so lovely talking to you. I've found it so interesting. And I've, I personally have learned so much and I sit in the Active Life office. So <laughs> you'd think I should know a lot more about this, but I've learned loads. So it's been really lovely talking to you. Um, we're going to talk to Michelle later on um, in this podcast. There's going to be a little break and then we're going to talk to Michelle. And she's going to talk a little bit about our programme and, and how the two link together. But for now, Michael, thanks so much for talking to us. Um, I'm going to click put the link of where people can find out about um, the programs and things in the um, podcast information. So people can look at that and I'll put it on our Facebook page and thing as well. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much for talking to us. Fantastic, Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcast. Today we've been talking to Michael Rattigan from uh, Southland Borough Council who runs their Postural Stability Programme and now we're going to be talking to Michelle who works for Active Life and amongst many other things that she does for Active Life she runs the Keeping Steady Programme. So hi Michelle, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. You? Yeah, good, good, thanks. So we've had a bit of a chat yesterday. Oh yeah, it was actually yesterday with Michael. Um, yep. but we're going to have these in one podcast and he was telling us all about their program and about how it works yep. the referral process and the length of time and all of those things so obviously our program is called keeping steady yeah what's the difference between that and staying steady well staying steady is a fixed program it, i believe it runs for 36 weeks and you start off on week one and by the end of week 36 you should be quite confident in the exercises and the balance would have improved greatly. Um, Keeping Steady is a follow-on programme for that. So once the people have finished the Staying Steady programme, it's important to maintain that level of fitness that they've achieved. And to that aim, we started the Keeping Steady programme as a follow-on. We do similar exercises, but it also we also strive to progress their fitness further. Um, it's been running for several months now. We started in September 
and we found that it's been really successful and people have loved it. Okay, cool. So obviously Michael was telling us yesterday that their program is um, uh, very fixed and they do some seated sessions as they progress, people go on into walking. Um, is that the same kind of thing that you guys will do or does it differ? It depends on who's in the class or is it a bit flexible? It's very flexible. People can come along any week they want. They don't have to start off at week one. They can join in whenever they want. The sessions, firstly, I'd say are really good fun. And I think that's really important. Yeah. It's so much easier to keep up an activity that you enjoy doing. If something's boring or too hard, then people all are more likely to give it up. Mm. So we start off doing a seated warm-up, and then once everybody's nice and warm, we progress to doing some standing work behind the chair, there's some strength and some balance work. And we do that for a little while, and then we will use the length of the room to move around a bit. We have got the wall for support, or some chairs that we can use for support. Um, maybe the last 10 minutes or so we'll put on some music um, have a little bit of a sing song. Oh, the exercises we do, especially helpful if you've got um, a condition that causes joint pain, as they, oh, right. they can help to overcome stiffness, which in turn makes you unsteady. And the majority of the people that come to these classes are they've either had a fall or they're worried about falling. Yeah. And it's about improving their confidence as well as getting their strength, flexibility and stamina up yeah so how long is each class is it an hour the is session, it half, 45 yeah minutes? the sessions the sessions are an hour long but that first 10 minutes or so it's taking the register it's filling in health questions if we've got anybody new yeah. we also have a chat to see how everybody's week has been some people may have had a fall some people might not be feeling very well and so you spend a good 10 minutes making sure that everybody's okay before we start um, and then I suppose the amount of time that we're actually exercising is about 45 minutes. Right. So, yeah, it's quite a good length of class then. Yeah, and it's not... Do you, do you, ha you have people that come from Michael's classes to your classes after they finish their 36 weeks to, uh, to continue their progress? Yeah, that's, that is the aim. So once people have finished doing um, Michael's Stay Steady programme, we're trying to maintain all that good work that he's done so that they don't lose their fitness level. So it's a follow-on programme. Yeah. And we do similar exercises to the exercises that Michael does. Yeah. Um, so people are quite familiar with the exercises. But it's basically about maintaining it. And if we can, getting them stronger. I would say half the people come from Michael's classes and half people are just coming along um, just from scratch, really. That, that's interesting because obviously I was going to about to say, can people just come along if they haven't been to Michael's sessions before? Anybody can come along. You don't need to book. You just turn up on the day. All you'll be asked to do is to fill out a health questionnaire and um, have a little chat and then you can join in oh. it's it's for everybody fabulous and obviously we talked to michael yesterday about um how much we charge is there a charge yeah. for these sessions it's a couple of pounds that's all yeah. it is yeah so it's the same price as his session then it's, is it yeah it's the same price yeah and, in terms and people of, are quite happy to pay that yeah no absolutely so we talked about that um with michael saying that i think when people pay they have um they think it's they they give it a little bit more worth. Um, they yeah, think it's think worth so. something more than if it's given to them for free, even though it could be exactly the same sessions. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. And even people, if they can't come one week, they try and pay me double the week after. Oh, they, they they love the session so much, and they they're, they're so worried that they might stop, and um, they, they'll just do anything to keep the sessions on. And it's a social thing as well. A lot of people that come along, they may be on their own, yeah. they may have lost their partner. 
so they enjoy the chat with other people. Yeah, I bet. Um, and where are the sessions? Michael's talking about the fact that his sessions are all over South End, and they're talking about going into Castle Point in Motford before obviously the lockdown happens. Yes. Well, we've got four sessions that run at the moment in Lee, Westcliff, um, Tubury, and South Church Plaza. We were hoping to have another one start up, um, a follow-on from Michael's one at St David's down the Eastwood Road, but obviously that's been put on hold. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just wait and see at the moment how yeah. we're going to get through this. And how have you been coping since the lockdown? Have you managed to keep in touch with the people that have been coming to the sessions and make sure they're still doing their exercises at home and things? Yes, I have been ringing people uh, once Excellent. a week. They... And they, they love it. And the thing is, you get to speak to everybody because everybody's in. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time when you ring around people, they're, they're out, they're out to lunch, they're out shopping, everybody's yeah. in. Yeah. And everybody's really grateful for that phone call. And they, a lot of the time people haven't got anybody else to chat to. No. Some of them have been doing the exercises on YouTube that we've put on. Some of them have been, oh. have been working off the, the leaflet that we give out when they first start the programme. Okay. Um, so they are doing something. It is hard for some of the people if they've got no outdoor space or if they're stuck in a flat yeah. and they can't even get any fresh air. But the majority of the people are doing something, but they, they can't wait till the session starts back again. They're, yeah. they're asking, when are we going to be starting back again? Oh, that's all of us asking that question. Yes, no. definitely. Oh, that's really good. Well, I think that's great. I think that sort of explains the difference between the two sessions, and, but also how they link together. Um, yeah which I think is really important. And obviously the, the work that Michael does is, is very structured. And although yes, ours has a structure, we're, we, we're, a, we're able to be a bit more flexible. Um, and I think that's where you've got that good um, balance of both. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's really nice. Thank you, Michelle. Um, I'm going to call it uh, the end there and I'm going to stop recording for now. But it's been lovely talking to you. And... Um, and Really, you too. really appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak to us. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. Definitely, yeah. Okay, thanks All so right much. Then. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah. bye.